Good morning, my brothers and sisters. It is August the 17th, 2020. It's the 157th day of the virus, and we are in John chapter 6. The disciples themselves call this a difficult passage. So this should be fun. Let me just give the context of where we are and why this is an important passage First of all, Jesus is claiming to be divine. He's claiming to be the bread of life. He's claiming to be the I am. He's revealing himself in a, in a new and intimate uh, way. Uh, but there's a catch, and he is called. The catch is it's not a trick, but he's, the call is to believe. So the context of this claim of divinity is there's also the other side of it. The other side of the coin is that you... Uh, that his listeners are that they believe. So the context of this entire passage is the call to believe. So we're going to get into Jesus calling himself uh, the bread of life, which is all good. And then he says, "But you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood." And this is where it gets a little uh, difficult, strange, confusing, even scandalous and uh, gruesome. So here we go. John chapter 6, yesterday we left off with verse 45, it is written in the prophets and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Uh, so, So far, so good. Verse 49, your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. So Old Testament reference here. Verse 50, this is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. Then Jesus claims here, 51, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Verse 52, little pause here where the Jews get confused. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? So the argument has already started. And then 53, he opens the floodgates. So Jesus says to them, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh, again, this feeding is a big theme here. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. As the living Father sent me, I live because of the Father. So whoever feeds on me, He will also live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Not like the bread that the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. And then the last verse, Jesus said these things in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. So strange passage, gruesome passage, talking about flesh and blood and eating 
um, foreshadowing perhaps uh, his suffering on the cross and the flesh and blood uh, part of that. But really what he's doing here is he is giving uh, a language and a visual to belief. And uh, a few days ago, we, we looked at the line, uh, for this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life. So we looked at that, that verse, that little phrase, looking on the Son and referring back to uh, a time of faith for the uh, Jews in Moses' time. And what Jesus, I think, is saying here is this feeding and and drinking uh, on him. Uh, these are other words for trust, other words for belief, other words for trusting in his atoning death, embracing the sun, looking on the sun. And the, the, the word that keeps coming up here is this feeding on, feeding on. So he wants us to gnaw and and bite on the reality of him as Savior, uh, he wants us to chew on it. Uh, the the Greek word actually has a has a has a crunchy a bite to it. So this is obviously scandalous that we said we say well we're, we're we're doing spiritual cannibalism. We're eating Jesus here now. But think about when you eat something. It's usually a pleasant thing. It's it's satisfying. It's nourishing. It's sustaining. It's life giving. It's an intimate thing. It's you and your uh, Fruit Loops, or you and your uh, steak, and what these are, these are uh, molecules given by a plant or a, an, another animal for the sustaining life of me, and it's done in a pleasant way. So, so even though we might bristle at this with the Jesus, I think we should think about how we eat today, and generally it's a pretty pretty wonderful thing. So with regards to the Lord's Supper, and this passage might refer to the Lord's Supper, and it probably does have some reference to the Lord's Supper, but I'm not going to go into that today because it does, it for sure does not only refer to the Lord's uh, Supper. I think what the, the main point of this passage in the big context here is this is God's claim to be divine. He's the bread of life. The challenges he's asking us to believe. And so we say, well, what does it mean to have faith? What does it mean to believe? He gives us another picture of it here. And it's something we're all very familiar with, which is eating and drinking and being satisfied and the transfer of, of uh, life-givingness, uh, substitutional in that kind of a way. And let's not forget that uh, when we feed on Jesus and drink his blood and his essence and his teaching, it's absolutely delicious.